Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Welcome to episode 483 of This Week in League. I'm Nate. And I'm Jay. And I'm Glenn. Boys, how we doing? Fucking great. Microphone's in front of my face. Job yeah, one. Yeah. Job one for the yeah. evening. Sorted. <laughs> yeah, and I just said to you, I mean, it sounds so good to make a beat bug fucking slide off its toes to Yeah. I'll flick that but fucking, now- I'll flick that beat bug in its fucking asshole. <laughs> so, um. So, Glenn, your bush doctorism shit is getting uncanny now. I mean, <laughs> not, 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 one. Not, a, not a good week to be uh, to have uh, Jackson in your name and uh, have a dodgy ankle. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, and being directly responsible for, for your mental health. That's true. I mean, nice. let's face it, for whatever reason, you've entrusted that, that ability to Jackson Hastings as well. So. <laughs> Maybe, uh, yeah. It's, it's a, there's a lot of synergy there, a lot of synergy. But uh, I will say it was only the <coughs> hard, dry potato field of uh, the Toowoomba Touch Football Association grounds that uh, put paid to, to young Jackson's ankle rather than an act of absolute fucking treachery and grubbishness that put paid yeah. to... Jackson well, Hastings so if, you, if you're loading up the scales, though, like, you know, the scales of justice and you kind of try and balance it and you go, okay, you've got the circumstances that led to Jackson Hastings, which I'm sure we'll talk about when it comes time for the game. And then we've got the circumstances. Like, Jackson Hastings was essentially carrying two guys as he was brought to ground. Yeah. And then, like, your son was carrying you. He was probably carrying a few grown-ass men. He, he, was, he, was, yeah, he was carrying <laughs> you as he went to ground. Like, I mean, <laughs> I mean I'm no, look, I'm no, I'm no bush doctor, but it seems like there's more in common with these Something, situations. Something's got to give. <laughs> uh, so essentially we- what you're saying is Glennie has produced somehow a voodoo doll of the man that would end up playing thirteen for his club. Yeah, he's basically he's basically just I don't, like I don't know if it's like his aura or whatever it is, but it's just he's just had like what you would like a the equivalent of like an EMP with his aura, and it's just fucking shattering fucking legs and ankles of every Jackson that means anything to him. <laughs> what in was the, that in the in the fucking southeast Queensland region? Did you see that movie with Liv Tyler in it? Where she had like this what, psychic Lord of the Rings? link. No, no. <laughs> she she had this psychic link with a fucking like Godzilla monster. Oh no, that was was that Liv Tyler? That was that was Anne Hathaway, wasn't it? Oh, it was Anne Hathaway. Oh, yeah, and that movie was fucking great and weird as yeah, shit. That's what I'm saying. So, yeah, and it was that guy, like the abusive ex friend or whatever from the the old hometown or whatever. Yeah. You and know he, who yeah, else is great and weird as shit? Me. 
Yeah, so that's what I'm saying. So you're, you you're definitely cute. have a psychic link to some kind of fucking kaiju thing. No, I'm abusive saying, kaiju. I'm saying Jackson has a psychic link to Jackson Hastings. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> it's just a week late. <laughs> Takes a bit just, to get down the mountain. <laughs> it's, just, it's, just, it's just weak. Period. I mean, <laughs> was it the same link? <laughs> I, think, I think it might have been. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> wow! It, stop talking about that like it's some sort of grand. Like it's a fifty-fifty chance. <laughs> like, <you're> not, <laughs> no, the same leg. The mind blown. <laughs> well, this week in centipede footballers. <laughs> oh fuck! <sighs> right, shall we get into the games, fellas? Let's. Unless you've got more, you've been. Unless anyone else wants to. to Talk about the weekend. Did you get a game on the weekend, Green? Oh, whilst, whilst we're talking about injuries at touch football, uh, the great man, Bradley, dislocated his shoulder at touch football on Saturday. Dislocated his shoulder at touch football, like a fucking, like a, set, a non-contact sport. <laughs> Dived, <laughs> a guy, he's, he's a very competitive, uh, very competitive man now, Bradley, and uh, a guy that, uh, let's just say, he's not a particularly huge fan of within the mm-hmm. touch football community was on the other team and um, had uh, got a bit of an outball and was slightly on the outside of him. He had to turn and chase and uh, make a bit of a dive in order to make the touch. Made the touch and hit the ground and shoulder Oh, popped. the old Tommy Turbo. Yeah, shoulder popped out at the front. Whoops. And uh, he's in fucking world of hurt today. <laughs> So. Fucking bet, I bet. I thought you were going to say you got injured, like yeah, you, nah, man. you rolled your ankle. Nah, nah. <laughs> You're okay. You were just out there fucking catching Z's on the wing, weren't you? No, I was. Uh, <laughs> made a couple of couple of defensive stops. There was one time where the ball was in and around my general periphery, and where I happened, A and B defenders. Oh, fucking nowhere. I didn't know where I was, let alone where the A's and the B's were. But I fucking threw my hand, my tiny little fucking few digits up in the air and it managed to make contact with the ball and stopped a try and the fucking boys on the bench went nuts and fuck yeah great stop I was like boys boys just tone it down (laughs) (laughs) that was as much of an accident as my second child (laughs) (laughs) lovely wow all right well, uh, it's good to see. You. It's good to see you killing it over there in the in the in the touch. Lighten nah. up the fucking to touch. No, I'm really not. I've, I've, I'm slowly but surely getting a little bit week by week and training session by training session, getting a little bit more uh, air in the lungs. I've got a long way to fucking go, but uh, that's my goal. Just get a bit fitter and contribute a bit more, and maybe the Brett Plowman type winger might uh, become more of a. Glenny Mamalo. <laughs> Slow turning yeah. circle. Yeah, fucking... With a tally ho paper vertical leap. <laughs> Cosplaying as Talakai out there. <laughs> oh, he's, uh, he's, 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 cos- he's cosplaying as fucking like as, as mid season fucking uh, Sam Cassiano at the moment. Yes, <laughs> and yes. By, and by the, end, by, the end of, by the end of the season, hopefully you can get down to fucking off season Cassiano. Or Hang preseason on. Cassiano. Yeah, pre- maybe, maybe start of the season one week yeah. after preseason. Kind of like first trial game. Yeah. First trial game Cassiano. Yeah, yeah. Let's, let's not set the bar too high. 
<laughs> right, okay, round 20. Let's go, fuckers. Um, the first game, Thursday night, the Mighty Manly Seagulls, 10, defeated the Sydney Roosters, 20, at Brookvale Oval in a fucking epic uh, upset for the ages. Uh, the Roosters tries to Daniel Tupo, Nat Butcher, and Joey Manu. Walker, two conversions and two penalty goals. And Seagulls tries to Andrew Davey and my main man, Alfred Smalley, with a conversion from Ruben Garrick. Look, before you go and... Sorry, go, before, say what you want, mate. Much has been said, and rightfully so, about the Eagles being under strength. And, and I thought that they were very gallant in their performance. But the Roosters, there's, there's a lot to, to say about the Roosters and their inability to, to blow Manly off the park like many yeah. thought they should. Um, well, I think the fact this game that they absolutely should have. Yeah, I think it says a lot about the Roosters and, and you know, I think Robbo used the term that, that, you know, they lacked ruthlessness. But just, yeah, there's you, know, you have to give Manly credit for the way that they, they yeah. battled, but the Roosters were, were, were not anywhere near as good as what they should have been against that I, opposition. Yeah, I, I like these ones because it's almost... It's almost a bit of a palate cleanser for rugby league. Like, you get so used to just what you're used to seeing week in, week out, and there are good teams and there are bad teams. and, and this. But but it's easy to forget that the fucking 80 minutes that those guys play out there is legitimately probably the most difficult team sport in the world from the point of view of attrition and contact and what you have to mentally get yourself through. So much so that that it is easy for for a team to be out there and not be at their best, and for a team that's nowhere near the the talent level that they should be, to just be on fire and and tuned in, mm. and just how that brings them together. I can't really think of any other sport in the world. Like if you get you get any of the American sports and put you know just a a team of vastly superior athletes on on the field or the court or whatever they fucking call that thing in diamond cricket. Um, but <laughs> the, the team, the team with the superior athletes, just fucking, fucking right up. Punchy, what was just, it? Punchy, punchy cuddles or something. Oh, fuck. <laughs> yeah. um, so dismissive of sports. He doesn't like and understand. <laughs> diamond cricket. I just toddle off to the diamond cricket and tomorrow we'll catch a bit of punchy, punchy cuddle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, you you wait till it. I start talking about broom broom screech screech. <laughs> That's what? fucking next. There was one last year with fucking what was it? Some spinny spinny tights, fucking spinny tights know. guy or something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, like, and you know, Nate, you can have the, the the bulk of the comments on this one. But Manly took an opportunity, <clears throat> um, and you know, yeah, at the end of the day, people remember the winners and. And in the scheme of things, no one will look back on this game and remember it for anything more than it was. But but the Roosters should be disappointed with that performance, especially the shit from people like JWH. He just got fucking... He just got rustled. Like, he got rustled by a fucking jersey flag kid... But yeah, who, not who just got a who got debutante who shouldn't have been a debutante. He shouldn't have been a debutante, but from the fact that I think that he had the a last name that made headlines, which sort of yeah. was a great PR move. But the fact is, fucking like you know, the year after next or whatever, he's going to be fucking good. Mm, I yeah. mean, he's got a bit of that like sort of Watmo build about him, 
and I don't think he's going to be like a, a freak of nature, like athlete that what Mo was in his prime, but he's still got some of those, and, and he's got that fucking cunt in him that I love. And I mean, now you're seeing the things come out as people review the game audio. And like he said before, he got the elbow from J- Rhea Hargraves. He said, you know, he said you should fucking retire to him. And he got that. And then at the end of the game, when they had like a, when, when they're doing the handshake thing and like Rhea Hargraves was trying to talk to him and he was, he, he wasn't fucking having it. He wasn't having it at all. And he was trying to walk away and, and letters kept like, trying to pull him back, like, you know, to, to keep talking to him. And, and letters said to him then, he said, oh, you're a cocky little cunt. And they said, you're a cocky little prick, aren't you? And he said, and he said well, you're an old cunt. <laughs> <laughs> And like, just like, whatever you say about letters, I mean, like, he's he's a fuck, he's like been a he's a, he's an extremely long tenured fucking hard man in the game, and yeah. and like a kid to come a kid to come in probably before his time and just fucking give it to him off the bat and yep. perform well as well. I mean, it's just it, I love seeing that sort of shit. Um, and like this is a game like I I will, I'll remember this game because I, this is I felt fucking happier after this game than I've felt after some wins to be honest. I mean, just. There were some little narratives that I was just hoping would happen through the game, and one of them was a good game for Alfred Smalley. And as it turns out, I mean, he looks like a fucking, you know, he looks like a young you know, George Tafua. I mean, he folded fucking letters in the, he, he, again, going back to Rui Hargos, he folded him in the first five minutes, and um, which started him off on his fucking brain, brain fade of a game, you know, at least in terms of aggression. And, um, and he got his try at the end, and I mean, my missus was she was watching the game as well, and I was just I was fucking riding him like a fucking <laughs> like I was right at the front of the pack in the Melbourne Cup, fucking down the straight. And uh, when he scored, it was fucking uh, it was scenes, the scenes in my house. I did fucking lap in the lounge room. I loved it. And uh, but yeah, like I would love to see more of him going forward. And the funny, like the some, and like he's like essentially a part time player. I mean, the, the most part time player in the game was really the difference in the game. I mean, the Roosters the Roosters were beaten in every aspect of this game except for, like, just the talent of the, of the players that they had. I mean, it was really just, like, you guys, like uh, like Manu and Teddy and Suwali that were kind of, yeah, the, the, different, the difference in the entire game, as well as a bit of bad luck, like, you know, Daly almost jagged a ridiculous try. And that's and that that was the game where it really shouldn't have been because, I mean, they scored very easily at the, in the first 10 minutes there with... Where I thought the biggest liabilities, I mean, the biggest liabilities I thought would be on on both wings because there were two guys that were making their debut and they were, you know, you know, they'd never come close to first grade in the past. And I mean, like Pio over on the left or on our right, he was like, he's like a fucking Ron Massey player, like legitimately, like. And I mean, it was a and it was a poor read from him for that first try that they scored over in over on their on on their left. But other than that, they performed really fucking well. And I mean, at eighteen six at half time, I was I was pretty happy that they contained them to that much because it looked like they could have done more. But then the, the way they lifted in the second half, and the Roosters they couldn't do anything because they were just out out enthused. And then there was some good game planning as well in the second half as well, um, where they they basically hid Po on the side. I mean, he had to be in the side for the eighty minutes, obviously as a winger. But they basically hit him, and and when it came down to like you know the fourth tackle, you had Daly, Daly and Dylan Walker and guys like that dropping back on the wing to take the high balls to run it back, and you know to make sure that there was nothing happening down that side. But I mean, having said that, with Pio as well, even in the first half, I mean, when there was a high ball to be taken, I mean he was jumping up to he was jumping up to take it. He was taking carries early in the sets, so everyone everyone contributed, and guys like uh, Bullimore, who I feel hasn't really had 
he hasn't had the shot that he deserved in first grade so far. And he played 80 minutes and, and looked fucking great. And so he's certainly stamped himself as someone that, you know, with guys like Davey and, and that leaving uh, at the end of the year, I think he's put his hand up for like more work in the, uh, you know, in the starting side. I don't going think forward. they bought Bully more for this year. I thought, this, you know, like with obviously guys and contracts expiring, you know, they took advantage of being able to get hold of him now, but, yeah, with a view to next year and the year after. Yeah, and I and like even Siggy hasn't played for like fucking a thousand years, and like even when he came on for his you know fifteen twenty minutes thin at the end, he was good. Yeah, uh, he didn't. He, I mean, he he made some great runs. I mean, he, he defended strong. It was every like everyone did their fucking job. Even like even like your Marty to Powers, even yep. he lifted. You know, so and it was obviously like monster games from DCE and and Foz and the guys that you would expect. Dylan Walker, I mean, he was fucking huge as well in the game out in, out on the in the centres, and uh, like they had to work overtime, and it was just the combinations of too many pieces in links and everything out of commission that just stopped them, you know, from being able to. And then it, and if the game had have gone a little bit longer, maybe they could have got some more too because that that move down the left hand side that they always do. It actually they they botched it once like the last pass was behind behind Smalley and then they, then he got his try. They really just needed like they actually started getting some you know getting some success through there. Yeah, and um and that's because they were literally learning the conversa- the, the they were learning the combinations on the go. Like Smalley, I think I remember he's I saw a lot of media around him after the game and he was so like he played he played on Sunday had a short turnaround and like and most of these guys they hadn't met. Like Pio, especially, he hadn't met anyone. He met everyone on Tuesday and played on Thursday. <laughs> so it was fucking nuts. But um, yeah, look, the guys represented the jersey exactly the way, like more than I could have expected. And um, <clears throat> and then ultimately, like in the aftermath too, I, mean, I think it's actually started a conversation. Which like the day after, like on the Saturday or the Sunday after that, then you had Toby Rudolph in a very, you know, it was, it was a very soft and couched with his words way. But I mean, essentially, you know, coming out as like bisexual, which he wouldn't have done. He wouldn't have done that had the no. Had, just you know, to clarify, he actually said in the article that he identifies as heterosexual. Yeah, and he also said that uh, nothing is off limits. Love is love. I've snogged on with guys, snogged on with girls. Etc. Hundred percent. But he, he did yeah, say yeah. he identifies as yeah as heterosexual. Yeah. So and then say and then saying that he fucking bang anything that moved. Like you know. So it's, look, it's not. Yeah. No. no this, this, look. It, look. I mean, that's that's what I'm this, saying. This it's, isn't it was like an extremely... saying he identifies as an Origin player, and everyone else going, <laughs> "No, you're fucking." Not. We we want to let him fucking. How do we well, do this, it? Yeah. And, and this is the thing. Like I said, it's it was it was it was a very it was a very soft soft and couched his words thing, but in the men's game. Yeah. It's the closest thing we've had anything yeah. on that subject in 28 yep. fucking years. Fucking yep. earth it is. So that was something. Yep. Beautiful. <clears throat> oh, and generally speaking, the people, like our, the, the listeners and everything, I found quite good with some, <laughs> some exceptions. But, <laughs> you know, it's a large and diverse community. <laughs> and so obviously you got to, you know, I, I would never expect 100% homogenous views across the entire listenership. Yep. However, mostly, pretty happy. Fantastic. Socials. Oh, let's see. Which ones does he pick? Uh, Terry. 
Dylan Walker playing in a game where players stand down for moral beliefs. Yeah, nah. (laughs) (laughs) Joe. He said, I'll tell you what, I've spent the entire year shitting on DCE whenever I had the chance, but I've got mad respect for that man tonight. He stood up, led his club this week, and tried his ass off all night. Next week, I'll go back to scheduled programming, but tonight he gets a nod. <laughs> there you go. Uh, Rishi, he said, if you're not on the Smalley train, you're a commie. Agreed. Uh, Manly, uh, sorry, Matthew, Manly with a moral victory, which is to be expected when they had 17 blokes who have morals. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Ryan, Roosters really deserving of their place on the ladder. Couldn't even beat the most underdog team in modern NRL history by more than 10 points. If Manly make it into the finals after this, with the teams we've drawn, we'll be flying under the radar so much that we'll, we're little maroon and white submarines. Uh, Jack, he said, Can someone tell me if there has been a decent Thursday night game this year? I went through the results, and while there have been some memorable moments, Latrell's two-point field goal... Titans versus Tigers game of AIDS. Morgan Harper gaslighting Freddie into picking Talakai. There is not a single game I would rate as top quality. Seems like Thursday night football has become the new Monday night footy, just with bigger clubs. Hashtag fuck the Broncos. Nice. Is that, uh, you reckon that's accurate? I hadn't really I don't given know. Much I'd have thought, to think about it. I mean, he only, sort of, he only sort of gave like a couple of examples of the moments, so I'd have to go back as well and... And go through. The, I mean, oh, surely we've had some decent games, but look, it can be the it can be the Monday night football. But I mean, we've had like Friday six pm as well. I mean, that's that's a contender. Oh, there's been some good games at six. Yeah, yeah, there has, but there's also been some fucking absolutely diabolical. Yeah, games. but that's what he's saying. Yeah. He can't he can't think yeah. of good ones on Thursday, which is odd. Isn't Thursday the second pick Channel Nine get? That I don't know. Like, isn't that how it works? Like they get they pick two Fridays, then Fox picks Super Saturday. And then they because oh, no Thursday. Fox has the Fox Fox has the first Friday, Fox Fox has the six PM slot. Then Channel Nine's got the eight o'clock slot. So maybe it's so maybe it's maybe Channel Nine go go Friday Sunday afternoon Thursday, Thursday maybe yeah, yeah. okay yeah, maybe I mean I mean I'm just speculating just anyway. based on the games that I think are the yeah. prime slot games you know that's it all good. Um, the Melbourne Storm 24 defeated the Warriors 12 in Mount Smart. The uh, Storms 24 tries to Olam, Meany, Grant and Hughes. Meany two conversions and a penalty goal to Meany and a penalty goal to Munster. Uh, the Warriors tries a hat-trick to Edward Cozy. No conversions from any motherfucker. <laughs> the Storm have broken their losing streak. They have. Albeit in unconvincing fashion. Yeah, I, I feel like the, the Storm never looked comfortable. Um, they'll definitely take that as a much-needed win against pretty committed opposition. I thought the Warriors showed a real spirit um, playing uh, out of New Zealand again. And, um, you know, they they showed up to play. And Melbourne were, were a long way still from their best. And it was all a bit clunky at stages, but they, they managed to... To manufacture a win, which when you've on, you know, when you're a side of the caliber of Melbourne, you know they're probably accustomed to to winning when they play poorly. But um, the last four weeks has been exceptionally poor by their standards, and they've just been several several paces off. And and you know this is a step in the right direction, but they're a long way from from convincing, as you say. Um, yeah, two point. The two points is an important thing for them, yeah, no doubt. Yeah, just to arrest the slide. Yeah. Exactly. 
Did anyone anyone miss the Kiwi commentators in the no. during the COVID time? No one missed them because I no, fucking sure mate, so I, I I rarely listen to the commentators anyway. Yeah. So so when you said that, I was just like, okay, fuck. Who is it? Is it still Daryl Halligan? Uh, I don't know the the guy's name to be honest, but just listening, just listening to the passages of play, I was just yeah. fucking oh my days. Yeah. No, no thank you. But at the end of the day, it got them back into their chosen profession rather than erecting scaffold during COVID time when there was no rugby league being played in New Zealand. So, Jesus all, Christ. all power to them. Nice. Uh, ben, he said, we need to have an honest conversation. All the songs sung and roses thrown at the Warriors for keeping the comp going needs to finish. They are an embarrassment to their fans. That game was theirs and they folded like a lawn chair. The club is forever a laughing stock, and no one should ever feel that they have any chances while SJ is at the helm. Fuck. Meanwhile, you've got Craig Bellamy saying they should start the comp with six points before balls kick next year. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, uh, the frustrating thing for me about the Warriors is they come out and they put out a performance like that, which is, if they'd have done that against some of the other teams I've played in the last month, they would have had you know double the amount of wins. Mm. Um, but then they're in that position where they've got a brand new coach. Is is Stacey Jones been extended or is there? I haven't heard anything. Or is he still no, just man, a caretaker? He's still, he's still, still caretaker, caretaker, right? Yeah. Yeah. So they're in a fucking tumultuous situation where they've got a coach who the boys obviously love, who probably won't be long term. Or, you know, they may turn around and sign him. But Yeah. Are, are you backing the, the Warriors to get that decision right? I'm fucking not. No. It seems no. like a no brainer. Yeah. Give the company I mean, the they job. signed they signed Nathan Brown when. They literally had a body of recent work in yeah. in Newcastle to fucking adjudicate his his coaching skills. Mm. It's like fucking it's like the fucking dogs buying Trent Barrett. Like, mm. <laughs> there's a body of work that you can judge them, yeah. <laughs> this guy on. So I mean, you don't go and try and eat. You don't try and eat at a fucking restaurant that's like got you know zero stars on Yelp. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> fucking right. <laughs> oh, I love it. Fucking love it. Uh, Grover. He said, for fuck's sake, is there any chance we can keep our back line on the field? We need Coates back, ASAP, and a few more Olems. Indeed you do. Welcome you got an offer, though. You got an offer. mediocrity. Uh, Michael, he said, hashtag Stormsageddon. Fuck yeah, we are awesome. Back to our best. Narrowly beating a quality side with finals on the line. Once we get an offer, we will be unstoppable. <laughs> Fuck me, dead. There we go. Oh. I've never heard a storms a storms fan fucking do a do a comment like that, like <laughs> like like knowing like actually like cognizant of where they are at the moment in terms I'm of not the sure order. I'm not sure he's actually a storms fan. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would explain it then, because yes. I think they're incapable of it. Lovely. Um, the Parramatta Eels thirty four defeat the Penrith Panthers ten at Combank Stadium. The Eels thirty four came through. A uh, double to Mike Sivo, a double to Reed Marnie, uh, Papali'i and Gutherson with tries. Moses five of six conversions, defeating the Panthers ten with tries to Sean O'Sullivan and Liam Martin. Yep. One conversion to Sean O'Sullivan. What say you, Jay? Oh, look, the, the the obvious one in this one's the Cleary tackle, and I think and- it's important to note though that the Eels were fucking all over them before that tackle. 
I think it's also fucking important to note that they're in a very similar position than they were against Cronulla the week before and have been against many teams this season where they're down 10-0, 12-0, whatever it may be, nil, and then turn around just before halftime and just after halftime, absolutely anally gate people. So enjoy the Parramatta narrative, though. Um, it's it's interesting to see you on that horse. I'm not sure it suits you. But, oh, I, love talk, I love talking up the eels because fucking eels. <laughs> Let me tell you, I'll tell you right now, the eels, it's like this. Look, I've mentioned this before, I'm, I'm, I'm sure. But there was this period back in, in the day, like in the late 90s or early 2000s in boxing. You remember, like, Glennie's a boxing aficionado. You remember Prince Nassim, Hamed? Oh. And, remember, and remember how we fuck everybody up with his stupid fucking, you know, bendy, bendy fucking pokey yeah. style, right? He have was unbeaten. Have you seen him recently? I've not. I haven't. So park that and tell me about it. But um, yeah, and, and he and he beat like ab- absolutely everyone. Then over the other side, you had fucking Marco Antonio Brera, who was a good who was a good boxer. Then you had Junior Jones, who was like this old old fucking journeyman guy, right? So Marco Antonio Brera, he comes out and fucking puts it on Nassim and in the rematch. And then Junior Jones, this old journeyman, he fucking put it on Antonio. He put it on Marco Antonio Barrera twice as well. And these three fighters, like Nassim, like styles make fights. And for some reason, the Parramatta Eels over you know, the last two years have a style that seems to match up extremely well against the Penrith Panthers, when not many others do. Yet at the same, in the same, in the next breath, they can get fucking pounded by the dogs. <laughs> Like, so the do- okay, the do- so so the, the dogs, dogs are Jones, Jones. <laughs> yeah, right? Yes. So the the critical piece of information is who who's Prince? <laughs> well, look, I mean, I guess I guess the Panthers <laughs> at this point. It doesn't doesn't all well. <laughs> Was not he the one that you know he'd dance around and he wouldn't put his hands up and backflip yeah, 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 over yeah, yeah. the fucking yeah. ropes? And he sort and- of he sort he sort of pivoted at the waist a lot at yeah. the hips, yeah. So they, they won a premiership on defense. How is he? How are they the one guy with no defense? His defense was well, because fucking his exceptional. Defense was his for, yeah, his defense uh, was exceptional because no defense, one could touch him. His defense was until they did. <laughs> yeah, it was like it was like it was like he was like the Matrix crossed with fucking Fortnite emotes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the thing is, you can't beat something you can't oh. hit. Yeah, good. Until yeah. you but, fucking hit and it. That's, and that's the thing. Like, I, I I have zero respect. In terms of the the, the entire premiership, comp, like the grand final race, zero respect for the Eels unless they somehow find themselves in. A, if they found themselves in a position in a grand final against the Panthers, then I would rate them a you know a reasonable chance to win. Oh, I but still think first. Time I don't think they could was, beat any of the yeah, teams required to get to, get to the grand final. <laughs> yeah. like which is just a fucking conundrum, and it must be infuriating to the Eels fans when they see performances like this. Obviously exacerbated, you know, due to the send off, but. Yeah. And then they get fucking absolutely obliterated by the Cowboys, you know, obliterated again, by the Doggies. Yeah, okay. So the the Eels scored some points, but it it's not like like you get those teams and they're great teams, but they're great when they're in front. And any time someone puts early early couple of tries on them, they hurt and they don't know how to come from behind. They don't know how to stay in the game and build pressure and stick to their game plan for eighty minutes. Penrith have leaked two tries, I think, in three or three or four occasions I can think of in the the last half a dozen rounds, and it just doesn't fucking bother them. So I do push back a bit on this whole Parramatta was well on top thing because they fucking weren't. They might have thought they were, but you know they, they they were they were. The only thing you're saying they're not is because of some historical thing where the where the sides that they that don't match up as well against them. 
they come back just before half time. So, the, so the the only the only reason I think something would happen is because of the numerous times I had seen that exact same thing happen before. But not against that side that we're saying matches up well because it hasn't. But they don't match up well. Well, I mean, they beat you last time. They beat you fucking twice this year. Uh, well, they, they beat. They beat and, us once and apart this from year. And, and apart from Ray and apart from Ray Stone's fucking playing with two broken arms in the fucking semi, they would, they would have been in the grand final. Well, there you so, go. <laughs> but who was? So yeah. So yeah, I do think that. So so yeah. I, so I do think that yeah, they we match up well. Facts here. They match <laughs> yeah, up but well. even if even if you even if you beat them, I mean, you know, they can still match up well, and but, you can be like tighter games in other games. Yeah, hundred percent. That's the point. That's the point I'm saying. Um, but the, again, Cleary tackle. Terrible tackle shouldn't have happened. But that's like, you know, you're talking about the rest of people's lives here. Hmm. Um, I do think that the the Hastings tackle was far worse, like fucking far. Sorry, worse. which one? You, which the was tackle, worse? The, ta- the tackle at Hastings broke his ankle in. Uh, yeah, I mean, and that's, and that's and that's like a whole, far, a whole far, different far, conversation far, far, far that we'll, we'll have like for how, sure. Yeah. How, yeah. How much? How much? You know, sympathy do you get for fucking? you know, breaking your ankle. You certainly don't get a job in the media when you know fuck all. But, yeah. um, but it it really was poor technique. Um, he's got that style about him where he can pick somebody up and drive them back. And that was a fucking horrible execution of it. And we're lucky that nothing terrible happened. Um, the the penalty sits with everything else that's been given for similar offences. I think the, the penalty like is absolutely spot on. Like they yeah. they could like I've I've seen people complaining about the the length of suspension. I mean, the thing is, it was it's it was on a par. Like it was in a ballpark with like you know the Lawton one and and uh, who was the other one that we saw? Um, Naden on Jakey. Yeah, yeah like, that's they, right. they, they were similar similar sort of ballpark, but. Cleary was coming off. It's his. It's his second. It's, it's his, his second offence. That's it. And so I think that the, the five weeks for the early guilty plea that I believe he took is it represents great value for him because he's back for finals. Yeah, that's but it. it also represents like a reasonable punishment because it's more than the ones that we've seen. And yeah, you know, so you can kind of. So I think it's you can make a really good case for that being like a an, like whichever side you sit. Like oh, that's the worst tackle ever. Or, yeah, I think you can make an argument that that's probably a fair. Suspension, which in yeah. recent times it's very fucking difficult to get that consensus across the board True. because, because because like well, you get fucking situations like Maria Hargraves fucking you know mashing elbows into cunts and getting a fine, and you see Nelson you know which will in the Nelson game we didn't speak about when he knocks out fucking Wade Egan's teeth with his elbow oh, and gets nothing. It. Man, I have fucking been on that tackle so many fucking times as the biggest fake hard cunt shit. Yeah. As in, as in, I will lift you up off the ground. So you are close to me, and mm-hmm. then I will just drop you with the full force of my body back onto the ground. Yeah, with so like you, a with with a hard part of my body like it. braced against you. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like it, it's it is the fucking you know you know it's not going to do ligaments or anything like that. But we've just seen it does mm-hmm. the fucking jaws and yep. teeth. Yep. Like it breaks bones. Yeah, and I'm sorry if it's, if a ta- if a tackle if it's, if it's a high tackle. And then the guy has to go for an HIA, but they don't put it on report or do it. If the guy's got to go to a fucking dentist or a surgeon yeah, yeah, to repair yeah. his face, I find it indisputable I feel contact. Like that's high that's contact. Uh... I don't honestly. I don't think we're too far away from shit like and you know. Oh yeah, well that was a head clash. Doesn't fucking matter. Your technique needs to be such where your head is lower than theirs. Mm. So well, we a, see he- guys a head like, clash yeah. is now illegal. 
and like and that's and that that takes back to like the Finucane one, and also there was the one for, uh, with uh, with Butcher in the in the game against Manly that's as well, right, where yeah. he went in. He, I mean, he went in head first, but got knocked out, so it wouldn't have been an infringement because he's the one that got knocked out. Yeah. Whereas the Finucane one was, you know, yeah, like I mean, Nate Miles was classic for it, fucking like leading with his little fucking Dinklage head. Yeah. Yeah, trying to, trying to knock out like you know. Um, yeah. But you know, sim- similar to the Manly game, where where once Cleary went off, Penrith were rattled, and they didn't really have a plan B because I'm sure they've practiced for injury, and I'm sure they've practiced for for sin bins and all of this stuff. But it brought home it's an unforeseen scenario. It, it for is, sure. but it, but it also brought home just how far above their maturity grade a lot of those kids play. Like, we look at them as just such a well-oiled machine and they're led around the park so well and everyone just gets in and does their job and they all seem to keep their cool. But when you really look at it, there are some fucking young, young kids where elsewhere in the competition, and there's one with a game comment that we'll get to, you know, elsewhere in the competition, they're getting all sorts of shit excused because, oh, they're really just learning the game. They're just just learning the NRL. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? The, these kids at Penrith go in every week and make themselves look like veterans. Well, I think I think that yeah. a lot of because of the quality of of Penrith's side typically, and what they do and and how they how well they do it, a lot of those young kids the the kinks are ironed out of their game on the fly, and the results keep turning up in the positive for Penrith. So there's no high level of criticism coming their yeah. way because. They might make the odd error here and there, but they're also on the end of these fucking amazing backline moves and and slick passing and all the rest of it that they they yep. do. So they've yeah, got exactly. superstars. So yeah, exactly. So I, I I'll tell you with with, with Cleary being with Cleary and Luai being out over over the next what five weeks potentially. Um, what a great thing for Redcliffe to get some fucking serious reps in O'Sullivan. Yeah. Before fucking before he heads up there. Hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but. The really impressive part of this, and this is where it, it gets similar to that Manly game, is that second half of football where they knew they were under pressure. They'd, they'd done the better part of the first half with a man down, and they knew what they were in for in that 40. To come out and put on a defensive display like that and to so effectively rattle Parramatta to put them off their game. Parramatta should have put 50 on them in that game. That yeah, was their opportunity. Sure. That was their opportunity. That was that fucking sliding doors moment mm. where we have the premiers that no one else has beaten. We've beaten them once this year already. And we've now got an opportunity where they've lost their captain for the game. Mm. You know, they've lost their seven. They really should have ramped it up and just run. Every, like Moses should have been fucking touching everything, playing both sides of the field counting numbers and just picking them apart. You know, that's his credentials on. Well, yeah, no, I'll fucking run my team over yours. That's but he, does, he doesn't do that, though. That's, exactly. That's the that's floor the in his game. You it's know. also the floor in Gutherson's game. So when you've got mm-hmm. 50% of your spine that do not have that ability yeah. in a big game, yep. when they've actually got... You know, when the when especially in the second half, when Penrith showed their championship qualities and stood up and didn't didn't roll over and didn't turn their toes up and stood up and fought, yeah, and Parramatta wilted. 
So th- and this now, is that and thing. now we're against twelve men. This yeah, is that they really thing. need to have someone like Dylan. Like Dylan Brown really has to be on one to pull those other two out mm. of it. Yeah, and this is that thing about you know how how well they match up. Well, they they matched up you know losing four points to six to a Penrith squad squad in that second half a man down. Yeah, but you I know? mean also at the same time, I mean they could have had Q in the rack as well. You know, by having a match winning lead that was never going to be bro- you know broached. Yeah, okay, but it, so, but it didn't save it so, didn't save him from the injuries. Though. But that that sort of that sort of fucking attitude is a loss in itself. Yeah, that sort of attitude is fucking Parramatta's yeah, DNA 100%. right there. So, yeah. um, Which is why no one respects them. I, I can't complain. Fewer like them. I can't complain at all about the tackle or the penalty or any of that shit. Um, I probably would have liked them to have snapped into gear quicker. However, again, I can't begrudge them that. Because you look at the team and there's, you know, Isaiah Yo, Fish, Appy, really... Who's got that much more experience, you know, across that field? They're all so fucking young. But for them to come together like that as a group in the second half, that's that sort of shit that you can draw on, you know. When you're in a fucking grand final and things are tough and you're all fucking exhausted, but you understand that you've had a second half of football like that together. That's absolutely fucking invaluable. So, But um, you you do need to get your, your team psychologist, brain genius... To say to to to, to have, give you that thought, but stop you short of remembering it was against the Eels. Yeah, true. <laughs> because, yeah. because then you just fucked. Then you're fucked. It's gonna be like just, a code word. <laughs> the magic. The magic. That's like a safe word for the magic, and it just fucking goes away. So, uh, Rishi, you said just like that. Clearly, chooses to gift the Eels a win. It'll give them hope, but ultimately, they will disappoint their fans. Not win the premiership. Big brain Cleary out here playing 4D chess. Yes, he is. Um, Glennie, your mate. Sam, he said, Cleary should be scrubbed from the game altogether. What a dog. Charge him with attempted murder. He's worse than the Manly Seven, Matt Lodge, and Dylan Walker combined. What a grub. The fuck are two of my players in that mix there, bitch? <laughs> what say you, Glenny? Just say that the bug has been beaten and maybe fucking... <laughs> maybe spend more time fucking complaining about people's fucking microphone positioning and less time fucking trying to analyse rugby league. You clearly got no fucking idea what you're talking about. Um, fucking imbecile. Josh <laughs> said the only thing wrong with Cleary's tackle was that it wasn't on Guppo. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been awarded Word. a medal rather than being sent off. Um, Cameron, how the fuck did Parramatta look more tired than Penrith? Pretty impressive by the Panthers in the second half. Uh, Josh. Uh, John, sorry, said, could have run a train on the Panthers. Instead, we put the queue in the rack at halftime. The lack of ruthlessness in this squad is pathetic. Hashtag bin the chin. He's starting to get that one going. Uh, different John. said, I'm not a Penrith fan, but after the first half, that team played great footy. Every member played for their club. Good on them. I agree 100%. Uh, Chris said, they played exceptionally well. And full credit should go to them. They won the second half, and to be honest, psychologically holds them in a very good stead. The other teams, more so those in the top eight, will be troubled by that second half performance. They fucking should be. Uh, we'll give the last word on that to our mate Chris. He said, only Para can win a game and still take an L. Never change, you blue and gold frauds. <laughs> <sighs> right. The Canberra Raiders, 36, defeated the Gold Coast Titans, 24, at Hope Solo Coliseum. And the uh, Raiders... Double to uh, Nick Trotrich, 
Sebastian Chris also a double. Then we had Timoko, Tapane, and Hudson Young also with tries. Uh, Fogarty four conversions. So the Titans 24 came to a double to Jaden Campbell, Brian Kelly, and Tanner Boy with the rest of the tries, and Sexy Toby with four conversions. I feel like this is the best the Titans can muster up these days. Somewhat competitive for parts of a match without ever really having a genuine chance of beating any side that's actually better than, which is most. Jeez, um, they've... We're only a season out from them having made the finals and and coming into this season, you know, with, with Tino and Fafita, you know, with another season, you know, season together under their belts and all the rest of it. And they... They are a fucking shambles, the Titans. I, yeah. They get, and and I've seen some of the comments, and I probably didn't want to buy into them as much as um, the media has. With you know guys saying that Fafita should be sent, you know, on his way, and you know pack his bags and fuck off. And but to see him deliver so on on such a small percentage of his potential. Um, with the money that he's on and the reputation that he brought with him to the Titans is is so fucking disappointing because he has the ability to actually take that entire club to to a different level and he goes missing for fucking 75 minutes out of every 80 and I think it's a failure of coaching. I agree. And and yep. that was my next point is well, you know even, quite often even if coaches it's not, even if it's not a failure of coaching at, at some stage, yes, it is, because fucking do something about it. Mm. If it's not your yeah. coaching that's doing it, fuck me. Like, if, if simple fucking armchair pundits like us click on it, the fucking cunt in the box up in the stands should have been on it months before we were. Because yeah. coaching at that level is, is about a lot more than a fucking game plan and X's and O's and... You know, fucking. Well, it's getting, make, it's getting the, the, the unique it's, requirements that allow each player to, to play at their absolute peak. It's, it's man, week in, week man out. management and getting, yep. you know, getting in their heads and, and getting the best out of them. That that's as much an element of coaching in the NRL as fucking witches hats and, and ice baths. Yeah. You know, like yeah. it's. Um, geez, they're they just they're just disappointing. Not my team, but fucking they they're just disappointing. Um, in contrast, I thought Canberra really controlled the match through their class plays like Whiten and um, the space that those guys enjoyed, I, I thought, was due to, to their middle forwards. And we spoke about it in, in the preview ep last week that, you know, it, you know, I expected the, the Raiders to to get on top of the Titans pack early and, and that's exactly what happened. And Tarpanay continues to grow and, and go from strength to strength for the Raiders, he had a you know he spent ten minutes in the sim bin, but had another good game, and um, you know the Canberra are just slowly going about their business, but they're, they're you know inch by inch getting getting back to their best. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's like the fact that they conceded twenty four points to the Titans mm. is is a little bit worrying, and makes just the you know good teams are going to you know be able to prevent them scoring that you know yeah, the thirty six sure. you know sure. but Hudson Young I mean who would have thought like when he actually stopped concentrating on fucking ripping oh, people's yeah. eyeballs out yeah I mean he's been he's been amazing the last couple of weeks he's a good footballer I, I, I yeah. think the Raiders are firmly 
in that the best of the bottom eight mm. bunch. As in, on their day, they might jag or, you know, and, and like really, let, let's say that sixth and seventh is debatable, but but Canberra on their day could, could beat sixth or seventh, but yeah, they I think they just need a little bit more strike and a little bit more control. And it's always tough when you're your star half, and we've spoken about styles of halves a lot, but South Sydney are facing that problem this year. When last year, they had a half, and their, their prime half was a controlling half. Reynolds could do what he needed to do to control a game when needed. And then this year, you see what they're like when they have a rookie trying to step into that role, and so the dominant half becomes Walker. Mm. Yeah. For as long as Jack Whiten is the dominant half in that team, and you can do some fucking amazing things with the football in hand. Like, was New South Wales' best player in Origin 1. Um, nev- never any doubts about his uh, commitment to the team and his his efforts now in defense and, and the fucking hits he takes and all this stuff. But those little nuanced things, you know, like we were saying, that you fucking, he's, he's trying to kick 40-20s from six metres out mm. every fucking every time he gets a ball in his hand. That side of things. Just don't back him to make the right decision in a big moment in a big game. I, 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 don't, I don't back him, you know, yeah. in a, as, as you would expect a half to do. You well, know? not even like, that. It's, you, don't expect, you don't back him to make the right decision <clears throat> eight out of ten times or seven mm. out of ten times. Yeah, fair. You, know? you, you back him to get in there and try his guts out, which you can work with. Mm. You know, but um, yeah, anything else you want to say on that one? No. Um, just the, the Titans, as bad as as much as we you know have slammed them for the way they're playing, and you know deservedly so. With Kieran Foran coming next year, to put a bit of experience, I mean the gamble on the youngest spine has failed miserably. Like obviously, get Foran in there though, and there's reports today that they're looking at getting Sam Verrills in. Yep. Because mm. he's you know he might be looking to play regular first grade when Brandon Smith's coming into the Roosters. And so if they could if they could pull that that signing off as well, then I think it changes that side massively. Because you look at like Aaron Clark, I mean like he seems like he'd probably go okay at lock. No, and, he, and, and he and so and you put some experienced guys like that. I mean Verrill's not super experienced, but he's certainly, you know, experienced in a good system. <laughs> put them in and I think it you know, it might change them it might turn them around like rapidly. Like instantaneously. Yeah. And just just get some of the you know, just get some of the dumb shit out and perhaps even find a way to utilize David Fafita. Um, like yeah, just like a, imagine a good hooker actually putting him on a guy that's retreating and tired that he's picked yeah. out in the line. You know, just like just stuff like that, which they, they're just not doing at the moment. Yeah, so, good call. Yeah. Um, socials on that one. I wouldn't imagine. Jack, have fans. You said the Titans' defense is worse than my under five side, and half the kids have disabilities. <laughs> <laughs> Josh, this is what I was referring to before. Um, I hear all the time that Savage is still learning the game from commentators, coaches, media, etc. But surely the game's fundamentals are the same in reserve grades, like positional play, catching technique, general game awareness, etc. So how many brain snaps can be put down to? He's still learning the game. 
I mean, you hear players make their NRL debut and say the game is the same, just heaps quicker. Curious to know how much grace he should be given being so young. Now, the other thing I will add there, it did come to light later on down in the thread, um, that he didn't come through as a fullback. He came through and played wing. Yeah, mm. so he does have... To, right. and, and, they're, and they're vastly different. Yeah, they are. They are. And I yeah. think fullback is one of those you know, very specialised positions in the game where, you know... If you haven't come up through the through the through the the lower grades with it, then yeah, then there's a learning curve. I mean, like you know, Ruben Garrick didn't become the best fullback in the game overnight. I mean, it took oh. him like three three four weeks Delete. to to get to get it down. But <laughs> and so like Savage, obviously not that talent, not as talented. But you know, can we, he's can young. We do, can we do a fucking like twenty one and me thing on that guy? Because I reckon he is over thirty three percent Neanderthal. Like that fucking brow on him and that fucking thing. Like that guy, that guy is like just constantly <laughs> stopping himself from like eating raw meat and living in a cave. Yeah, but I mean, like, yeah, if we're gonna if we're gonna level that accusation, what I mean, like, like, no, like Nathan no. Cleary's got a hell of a fucking <laughs> angle on his fucking dome. Yeah, that's all fucking HGH. <laughs> this shit's hereditary. This is fucking. <laughs> This is millennia of fucking Ugmo. Um, ladies, but- ladies, hit us back. <laughs> the ladies, the ladies love rubes. They love it. And I mean, are you, or are you just saying that you know it's like some sort of base instinct that they want to get you know knocked on the head with a fucking club and dragged into a cave? Oh Jesus! Something is that what you're saying? No, I didn't say Dylan Walker. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he'd he'd, uh, he'd, he'd, he'd knock he'd like, knock him on the head and take him back in the cave and feed him Nutella and pepperoni pizza. Like, do, do you remember? You remember when you were coming up, and if you ever like you 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 went from like your school sport into you know zones and districts. Yeah, yep. All of a sudden, the shit that worked at your school stopped working, like two or three levels <laughs> up. I think that's the biggest challenge for a lot of these kids when they come through. That yeah. for their their entire footy career. They've been such a step above everyone they've played against, either in athletic ability or how they see the game or the the skills that they have or what they've trained for as well. Yeah, but, getting or getting off topic, part you know, partially. I think that there is distills the exact problem with the New Zealand Warriors. What's that? What you just said then? The shit that works in New Zealand schools against rugby, New Zealand rugby league junior systems. Versus, with with you know the cream of the crop, but you know going through union, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe I'd agree with that. Um, New Zealand's a reserve grade country. That's what I'm trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Nathan, <laughs> love it. <laughs> Fuck the Kiwis. Oh, and they come into first grade in Australia and, and get the taste pavlova where it was invented. So is, is that what they did? Like when, when Jacinda got voted in, they presented her with the Jersey flag cup. Fucking <laughs> <laughs> you know. hell. Um, yeah, and so I, look, I, I think that's where Savage is at the moment because he's obviously athletically gifted. And I, th- I think also when you, coming up through the grades that that if you fuck up, the, the stakes are a lot less. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, um, and it's not just—he's he's not learning first grade. He's actually learning to become a fullback. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is a hard, which is a more difficult yeah. challenge. Spot on. Uh, Richard said, "Big Tino does not deserve to play in a side that is so amazingly mediocre. 
Every week, I tune in to watch the Titans, wondering if this is going to be the week they finally live up to their potential. Supporting this mob must be utterly soul-destroying. Indeed. There you go. Yeah, but who cares anyway? Like, I mean, <laughs> yeah, if you support them, you made your bed too, right? Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah, I'm, a big, I'm a big fan of you know, personal responsibility and <laughs> you know, accountability for the choices you make in your life. <laughs> I mean, Glennie's missus was smart enough to jump off almost as soon as she jumped on that team. <laughs> and, uh, and she's reaping the benefits now. No allegiance. Is free to really? laugh at Glennie every weekend. Is she really, though? She's still stuck with me. <laughs> well, well, yeah, well, that, yeah, that choice. Oh, yeah, yeah. Not all choices are created equal. <laughs> Just the, the one to jump off the Titans when they signed Greg Bird. That was a good Fickle. choice. Yeah. The uh, Sharkies 21 defeated the Rabbitohs 20 um, at Reclaim Australia Stadium. The uh, Sharks 21 came through tries to Connor Tracy, uh, the Moot, and Andrew Fafita. Uh, Nico Hines, three conversions, a penalty goal, and the crucial field goal after an absolute fucking misathon. And uh, the Rabbitohs 20 tries to Latrell, Alex Johnson, and Tavita Totola. Uh, Latrell, three conversions, and a penalty goal. And a couple of misses, a field goal, and two point miss, too. Tight contests between mm. two pretty evenly matched sides. I thought in the end it came down to the cool head under pressure of, of Nico Hines um, as opposed to the not-so-cool head and um, clean striking of uh, field goal attempts from Luttrell. Yeah, I think it came down to the cool head of Nico Hines after the poor kicking of multiple <laughs> chances of Luttrell Mitchell and the hot head of fucking Tom Burgess. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. I'm not sure giving, giving him giving That's them my a next set, point. Like aided aided out. and abetted yeah. by uh, Tom Burgess, who murdered yeah. the moot. I'm, I'm, yeah. not, I'm not sure that Latrell's temper had anything to do with him missing the fucking field goals. Like, you know, that's not <laughs> lack of a cool head. But, no. You know. um, yeah, I think Hines you know, took another step as far as his um, development into to one of the real stars of the competition. Um, I, overall, not just the field goal, I thought he had a great game. Um yeah, just on the Sharks, they might not win the comp this year. Um, I still think they're they're a peg away from obviously Penrith and um, and probably the Storm when the Storm are at their best. But what they're building right now speaks to prolonged success over many seasons. Just mm. just the way that yep. they play and the, and the way that that team is structured, and um, there's no, you know, I know Hines is on reasonable coin, but there's no one on absolutely outrageous money and you know Fafita's taken up a bit of a chunk I think but you know he's he's probably going to fade out over the next season or so and you've got to give you know at this very early stage of his tenure there at Cronulla um, the way that he's pulled that team together Fitzgibbon deserves a lot of credit um, and the way that they play and the camaraderie but just the way that the side itself and the, the individual pieces in that team um, and I don't know Fitzgibbon can't be given credit for all of that because um, some of those guys have been there for multiple seasons. But they, I, I just still feel the like, way that he's managed to get use out of Matt Moyle and yeah, you know what he's yeah. done with Nico and the yeah. signing of Nico. I mean that obviously would have been on his say so. Yeah, but you you look at how far they've come this year and, and the type of team that they are right now. Mm. With with another off season and, and you know more reps and all, and all the rest of it and whatever you know, additional pieces they might add, um, you know, they're, they're a force to be reckoned with for for the next several seasons at least, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 
or they're just another Parramatta that are striving for fucking relevancy. <laughs> so it's just inflammatory. That's um, I, I, I was a little bit underwhelmed with this game, and and it was indeed it was a tight contest, but I think it was tight because both teams were just off a tiny little bit. Um, Souths were 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 really sloppy just in their execution and especially in their options within the 20. It's in every time they had the ball in an attacking position, there's no there's no thought of building pressure. Mm. Um, there's no build-up to unleashing that lethal left side. It was a, a really scattered performance, I think, um, from them. And the the Sharks, well, you know, they were fucking humbled the week prior, so they obviously spent the, the rest of the week sitting around contemplating if they'd be better off taking toaster baths or not. Um, but I think as well, they they fell into that trap of getting into it with Souths instead of just remaining on their level and playing their game plan. Um, I think if they'd have tried to play a really up-tempo style of game, they would have had Souths and put a massive fucking score on them. Mm. Because you could see as this game went on, you know, to, to the point we made last week, the, the Sharks are, as a whole unit, while they've got some massively, extremely fit players, as a whole unit, they're a level below Penrith in the, the fitness stakes. They had Souths. And I think if they'd have just kept going at them and going at them and going at them, they could have really opened that game up in the last 20 minutes. But that's where experience comes for someone like Hines. Where, you know, instead of just being in the moment, stuck in the contest to just remove yourself from that and play your own game. Um, again, Walker. Just... Underworld. Oh, my God. And and just so fucking naturally gifted in how he can move and how he can accelerate and and just, you know, have the, the fucking defend potential. It's just everything that we saw a couple of years ago, you know, they got him an origin jersey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Whether you know, what do you think that was? Was was that Wayne Bennett? Was it just a purple patch? What? What's your take? It's a combination of things. I think Bennett yeah. was a factor um, because he he clearly wasn't the player, wasn't that player before Bennett, and and clearly now that Bennett's gone, he's not. I think Reynolds is a factor. Combination with Reynolds, obviously. Yeah, yeah. is is a yeah. big factor, um, yeah. and and I think. The increased level of expectation from the club. I, I just don't think he's a. I don't think he's a Batman. I think he's a Robin. And but also, the thing is, he's 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 a hothead as well. Mm. And yeah. sometimes, and sometimes he can sort of, you know, like like a like John McEnroe, he can channel that and, and take his game to another level. Yep. But there's times when he will just fucking implode too if someone is getting under his skin. Yeah. And, and I mean, he was. You see, at the end of this game, I mean, he was just. Fucking filthy. Yeah. When uh who was it went to the uh tried to shake his hand after the game and he's just fucking like pushed him away. And like I'm all for players not smiling, you know, and being happy after a loss. But you know Shake hands. Be, be pissed off and shake hands. Yeah. I mean, yeah, like there's there's yeah, the, the two things aren't they're not opposite sides of the same coin. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can you can be respectful to the, to the opposition and then you be know, filthy that you lost, yeah, yeah. Be filthy that you lost afterwards, yeah. And um 
that's my but take. It, I think it's a combination of Bennett, yeah, Reynolds, and and the fact that you know as you know to your point before about being the dominant half, he's got a rookie in there, and and the expectation of you know spoken or unspoken, the expectation is there that he's a senior guy, he's a representative level level player that he was going to take all that, you know, that additional responsibility and make it all work. But I just, yeah. I don't, I don't think he's that guy. Nice. Anything else you want to add on that? Yeah. Here's nah. some socials. Joe said every club's game plan against South moving forward surely has to be go at Walker. Bloke has a mental fortitude of a boomer about pride jerseys. <laughs> Thomas, he said, it'll be easy to blame Burgess, but he wouldn't have had time to do it if Mitchell had just kicked mm. one. Fair. Uh, That's true. See, good to see Latrell and Cody take control of this game in extra time. Yes, there <laughs> you go. Um, and no shark had anything decent to say, so fuck them. Right, so the West Tigers 32, absolutely fucking smashed the Broncos 18 at Suncorp. The uh, Tigers tries to Brent Naden, Adam Dewey, Jockey Madden, Star Lord Tyre, and uh, Zane Musgrove. Dewey, five conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Broncos, 18 tries to Tessie New, Ezra Mam and Jordan Rickey, two conversions to Reynolds and one to Katoni Staggs. Clenny, the floor is yours. Whilst I'm disappointed you didn't come down for the game. Look. The floor an, still is yours. It was an eventful day, Saturday. But uh, no, I didn't get down for the game, um, unfortunately. But I thought, um, I actually enjoyed the game. I enjoyed um, how, how the Tigers played. Um, I think the Broncos lacked composure um, and really struggled to get the errors out of their game, um, try as they might, which is a, a worrying side sign, sorry, for a side that's got aspirations of the top four. Um, for the Tigers' perspective, they took plenty of their opportunities. They kept coming at the Broncos. And um, for a side that, you know, as this game was being played, was running fucking last on the ladder and... At various stages of this season, looked every bit a wooden spoon team. Um, they fucking stuck it to the Broncos and, and stuck to their game plan. And um, I, th- I think this is another step towards the door for, for Luke Brooks. Um, mm-hmm. Jock Madden, I thought he had a great game and... Um, complimented Dewey nicely. Um, Dano at the back again, uh, much as he was last week against the Cowboys, he was, you know, in and around the ruck and, and trying to find opportunities and, and trying to assert his influence on the result, which is great. Um, and again, for him, another step in the right direction for his, his confidence and, and what he can bring to the team. So, um, I was, I was pretty impressed. For the second week in a row, as to how the how the Tigers played and how they, um, you know, executed the game plan, and I think it further probably accentuates your point, Nate, about the the Sheenzy and Benji influence. I think there's there's definitely something to that because um, they they d- definitely look like they've turned a corner over the last couple of weeks. In particular, you hear Noddy and and Tamau saying. Um, in the, you know, that, you know, it's been coming for a month, these performances, and, you know, I probably, you know, you look at, you know, they played Penrith and, and Para, but these last two weeks have, have definitely been different. So, um, happy with the win. 
few Broncos fans were a bit chirpy during the week. Haven't heard from them since uh, Saturday night, so speaks volumes about Broncos fans. The Broncos got some fucking dubious decisions as well through the game, just in yeah. those 50-50s, yeah. and they, st- they still couldn't take advantage of it. The only other thing I'd add is that... Um, to like Tulangi looked like he was back to his best as well, and it's probably he had, had a lot some to, great touches. Yeah, and it probably largely, by and large, was because Jock Madden put him through, you know, mm. decent lines, you know, mm. and uh, and decent passes, which just yeah, you know, which you know, a week ago Luke Brooks wasn't doing. Mm. Yeah, you know, I mean, and look, the man, and I've, I've, I fucking, I'm just having these visions of him on the left and fucking Olaquado on the right. Yeah, <laughs> next year. They're like twin fucking you know, wrecking balls. Uh, be fucking great. Um, and the other thing is, the thing that impressed me about the Tigers, you know, other than just the fact that they won pretty, pretty well, was that the Broncos did sort of get back and, you know, they got back to sort of like a try mm. difference or whatever. And that was the time there where the, with, with the momentum and everything, where you're like, okay, here we fucking go. Yep. But the, the Tigers, you know, abetted by the Broncos' poor ball control and stuff like that, but the, but the Tigers actually stood up at that moment and then pulled away and then turned it into a you know a really good fucking win. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. And that scrum play at the end for Dewey to score was like just fucking diabolical from the Broncos. Oh, like, woeful. What the, what the fuck? <laughs> woeful. Yeah. Yep. Yep, yep. Look, the, the Broncos can work on defense. You know, they've, they've had some amazing defensive performances this year. And I think that was the difference. They let the Tigers in the game. And again, you know, it goes to the the actual fucking difficulty of the game where a team that's vying for the top four can have an off night and the Spooners can get up there and in their face. And if they're good enough and have gotten rid of the biggest fucking Achilles heels that any club's had to carry in the last little while. Um, can I just remind everybody that Ivan Cleary turned Luke Brooks into a Dally M halfback of the year? Like, I think so this you, performance... So, so you're saying that if he wasn't injured, that the Panthers should have got a, a line arrangement and and, uh, and got Brooksy in there into the seven to finish out, to close out the season? No, that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> Sounded like what you were saying. Oh, I agree with you, Nathan. I mean, I'm you're, saying, lucky, you're lucky that he's injured because, I mean, otherwise, from what you're saying, he sounds like a fucking slam dunk. No, what I'm saying is <laughs> that Ivan is such a fucking master coach that he somehow polished a turd to the levels that the world has never seen and will never see again. I do not want the said turd sitting on my mantelpiece. Oh, are, you you saying, are, are you saying that you don't think that Adam O'Brien can do the same thing with Brooksy that Cleary did? <laughs> <laughs> Is that what you're trying to tell me? Do you know I heard, I can heard be one, what of I'm the, insinuating. one of the best pieces of justification for Luke Brooks going to the Knights? Um, I, I think it might have been a Fox Sports article, which I, I feel dirty that I actually read, but it said um, that Luke Brooks is, you know, he's this move to the Knights that has been touted on and off over the last season or so could potentially be back on. And um, the fact that Andrew Johns is advocating for Brooksy to come to Newcastle and Brooksy in his debut game and, and in his lead up to his debut was called the next Andrew Johns. That's that's the dots they've joined. He was once called the next Andrew Johns and Andrew Johns has said that Luke Brooks should come to Newcastle. Andrew Johns is the best Newcastle uh, player that there has ever been. Therefore, uh, that's why that should happen. 
Yeah, Just I mean, look, that 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 is that, that that is by and large comical. However, if Andrew John says publicly that Luke Brooks should go to the Knights, yeah, then privately he said to the Knights, "You should fucking get Luke Brooks. He's on the outer." Blah blah blah. Yeah, you know, yeah, hundred percent. Like, I mean, and look, I th- I think I think yeah, Brooks. He's not. He, he's definitely. He's not the worst player. I think he's in a he's oh. in a bad situation, like just the stale situation mm. there at the Tigers. Yeah, and I'd be I I for one would be keen to see what he could do Here's at another thing, club. Though. It's a yeah. shame that the yeah the, the the Knights don't really have anything around him to necessarily support him going to another level. But it's exactly but... like I said about the Titans. You know, with it, at some stage, yeah, sure, it might not be coaches' fault right away that a player's not in there and getting involved and doing what they should be doing. But eventually it is the coach's fault. Are you talking uh, from event... the Knights' perspective or the Tigers? Well, no. Because he's been through no, six with... coaches at the Tigers. But so what which I'm saying one's is... fault is it? Yeah, but with Brooks, <laughs> no, the, the club, so regardless of how many coaches they have, there's been no continuity for him to have any sort of education on his game or to build his game. You know, you, you talk about the fact, how many how many clubs have one of the Johns brothers as a coaching consultant? Mm. You know, you've got um, Stacey Jones down there at the Warriors doing that stuff. Uh, Penrith have their halfback academy where the great halves that, that have played for Penrith and other clubs get in and just teach them about, well, hang on. So, yeah, do, do you know how you make the right decision eight out of ten times? By fucking knowing what all the decisions are, you know, by having the the best repertoire. So, yeah, I I I, I think Brooksy just needs some more skills. He needs someone else to teach him, or yep. someone to teach him at all. It's amazing and, uh, to say that about a guy, and and not, I'm not saying you're wrong. I agree with you, but um, a guy that has played this long in first grade. And he's been paid as much as he has over the course of his career, which isn't his fault. That we're saying he still needs to be taught, and not saying yeah. he should ever stop learning, but, but to the point where it's had a detrimental impact on his game at this stage yep. of his career. One hundred percent. It's amazing, and, and yeah, one hundred percent. It's a very tigerish fucking thing, but yeah. Anyway. I just love to see him with us with a season where he's. And like you can't guarantee is at Newcastle, you can't guarantee that Callum Pong is going to play every game without getting like HIAs and shit keeping him out from week in week out. Yeah, you can't say that you can't really count on Braley being uninjured for an entire season either. Nope. But if if they were, I'd love to see him because this is the thing: the Tigers, the Tigers have never given him a stable like they've been fucking musical musical chairs with hookers for the entire time, pretty much. Yep. He hasn't had a you know after after Moses left he hasn't had a halves partner like a standard rule. I mean you know they've tried a number of things and you know fullback. I mean fuck, don't get me started. Like, <laughs> I mean, so, so put him in a stable spine and maybe he'll stop playing like a fucking cripple. That's a, that's. That's just science. <laughs> oh. Are you finished the socials on that one? I don't know. Were there socials? I don't fucking know. I don't. I don't know. There have to be socials. You got to. You got to. You got to bathe in the fucking ben, glow of. He said, "Imagine losing to a team as shit as the Tigers." Fuck! I've missed the 2019 Broncos. <laughs> uh, Michael, fuck! We got a lot of Michaels. 
Brooks shows his game-changing qualities in this match. Cruzy, he said, we didn't deserve to win that game. Stank like the people sitting in front of us who don't shower or own deodorant. And at that point, I knew the Bronx would struggle. Fucking smelly cunts. <laughs> yeah, okay. Uh, Winston, he said, Glenn gets to be the sole winner on the podcast. Is this the first time? I don't think so. I, I feel like it happened me. last year. It happened last year miraculously sometimes. was a surprise to No, did you lose during illegitimate joy? No, I don't think we did. Yeah. But honestly, I don't remember. Anyway. We may have. Um, Danny, he said, no Luke Brooks to get in the way and fuck things up. We score points and win. Coincidence? I think not. Uh, biggest, he said, a renaissance is upon us. A retigsance, if you will. That was fucking shit. You should be fucking ashamed of yourself because that depressed me. I need someone for a fucking offload. Way to jam a fucking bunch of words together in a way that makes no sense whatsoever. Yeah. <laughs> How are you feeling today? Uh, I'm I'm eggs tiger sightastic. <laughs> um even those who had no voice before can now speak. Marshallism is the new Hicken. What's Hicken? Spell it. H-I-K-A-N. Hikan. Oh, I, I don't oh, know, man. It, oh, okay. Glenny, is this some fucking Tigers thing? No, nah, man. I, okay. I got no idea. There we go. I'd ask you to fucking explain yourself, but, you know... It'd be a sentence without spaces. So. <laughs> um, I would like to give a shout out to a very good friend of ours, um, Mr. Wars, who has graced this country with his presence for the first time um, since that man fucked that pangolin uh, and has been like literally stopped from getting in due to COVID. Uh, kept his Broncos seats all that time. Like, mm-hmm. paid for his fucking ticketed membership and couldn't even get the fucking lanyards posted to him um, because, you know, his dad can't read the numbers on the post boxes. But uh, came back for the greatest season that the Broncos have had. Uh, to watch them lose to the West Tigers. If, if you fucking, you know, everyone comparing it to fucking 2006 <laughs> to sit in that seat in that stadium for the first time and watch the West Tigers anal your team. <laughs> um, you got the you got the full Broncos experience, which you also got, happened in two thousand and six. I might add. You got hashtag fuck the Broncos. Um, you got the Broncos playing like absolute shit. Um, you got the fact that referees no longer love them, uh, and you got a glimpse into your future with Adam Reynolds having injury scares every ten minutes. So it's enough. Um, to, it's enough to send you back to fucking snuggle up with a pangolin and <laughs> wait for the sweet release of fucking COVID death. <laughs> so yes, welcome back, my friend. How I've missed you. Nice. How long's he over here for? Fuck that. A uh, couple of weeks. Right. The uh, doggies twenty-four defeat the knights ten in Newcastle. The doggies twenty-four. Uh, their tries came through a hat trick to Jacob Caraz. Uh, Shook with the other try. Birdo, three conversions and a penalty goal, defeating the Knights 10. Tries to Tuala and Young, with Clifford one conversion. It's all getting a bit embarrassing for the Knights. The crowds are still coming, and, you know, as a town and a one-team town, they've come to expect effort. 
from their team. And it's it's just not quite like it used to be. Even during the spoon years, they could show up and expect the Knights to have a dig, but um, to be outplayed to the level that they were by the Bulldogs is, is fucking embarrassing. Um, in contrast to the Knights, so the Bulldogs, to me, are playing with a, a high level of enthusiasm and look like they're enjoying their footy. And, you know, I know that they're, you know, every name coach has been associated with, you know, or, or linked with the dogs in the media um, since Trent has been moved on, but they could do a lot worse than Potter as a long-term coach. Mm. Especially when they get a couple more pieces next year. Mm. Yeah, that's it. But well, um, yeah. this this one, I mean, they they definitely fell off in the second half and it became a, a game where the Knights had so much field position and dominance and zero ability to fucking get the ball over the line, mm. and they could. They, I mean, they they had they had enough ball to win this game in the second half, but man, they are fucking hopeless right now on yeah. both sides of the ball. This was actually a defensive effort that was a, a decent one. I mean, it's almost like a a, a moral victory for them because they didn't concede forty like they usually have been mm. lately. And yeah. um, but yeah, look, I mean, both of those sides are down where they are. The doggies are clearly improving, but... You transpose this game to a third of the way through the season. Yep. Right? And if you're a dogs fan, your mood changes dramatically. Like, you're obviously happy with this win. It was a good performance, and, and the boys are getting more and more in sync. But but you transpose this game back, and the dogs are, yep, fuck yeah, we're building, we've got the pieces, da 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 Knights fans, they, they went through it. They had their fucking dive, and they just haven't come back out of it. Yep. Yeah, so, um, in saying that, the dogs have for the last couple of years, albeit later in the season, started to go on these tears when shit doesn't matter anymore. Yeah, and play and a bit of a spoiler sort of a role. That's it. And there's been a couple of years where I was like, oh no, shit, no, finally they're coming together, and and this is what they've been working all season on, and things are finally starting to click. And then all of a sudden, by round one, the the following year, oh no, no they're shit again. Yeah. So. Um, they're doing it early, so if they do it for longer, I think there'll be more of a chance that they can carry over. But that's crunch time for the dogs. Finish this season strongly, but carry it over into into next year. Um, fuck me, Newcastle, blow it up. Yep. Everyone's safe from, off safe from the spoon. Safe from the spoon, essentially. But you know, that doesn't, doesn't mean they don't deserve it. Yeah. And, yeah. and like in, injuries have been cruel. But where's that side that for, for the first half dozen rounds was in there as a... Like what, one of the most team-based performances that I saw out of any team in the first six rounds was Newcastle. So, who'd be a fucking coach, eh? Who would be a fucking coach? Oh, AOB. Fucking... Same shit like... <laughs> when, when questioned about the defensive ability of the side, he started talking about how the fact that he'd been involved with four grand finals... Okay, mate. Yeah. What have you done lately? Fucking <laughs> <laughs> hell. Oh, my God. Uh, Joshua. He said, the Knights may blow ass, but the mighty doggies have something going on. Top eight next year. Book it in, fellas. Ooh, there we go. Danny. He said, I'm no doggy supporter, but a winger crossfield kick to winger to score. I don't think I could get this erect. <laughs> <laughs> Like, again, there's something to be said, and it, 
it's it's not going to work against every team or whatever. But but the more you have in your repertoire, it, the rugby league's a simple game. You need to put the defence in as many minds as possible. And if all of a sudden you've got these fucking crossfield kicks that you can put on a dime, and wingers that can run like anything, that starts to put defences in two minds. Mm. Shit, do we have to drop back early? Do we have to do this? Do we have to do that? Well, fuck, now we can't compress. Well, fuck, now there's more room in the middle. It's not the worst fucking game plan. Um, Jason, Bulldogs have gone back-to-back for the second time this year. This season is finishing a hell of a lot better than how it started. This week was similar to last week. We got out to an early lead. Winger scores a hat-trick of tries. We have a 20-minute window where we forget how to score and give the opposition the opportunity to get back in the game. Thankfully, it was only Newcastle. We won't be so lucky against better opposition, who next week happens to be the Cowboys. Hashtag credit denied. Uh, oh, no, hang on. That's the Dragons game. There we are. Let's, let's move on to that one then with the uh, North Queensland Cowboys 34 defeating the Dragons 8 down at uh, Jubilee Cogra. The Cowboys, a double to Scott Drinkwater, a double to Jeremiah Nanai, um, Griffin Neem and Kyle Felt with tries, uh, Holmes, five conversions, defeating the Dragons who had a, a solitary try in women in the league round to Jack the Bellin, fucking disgraceful, uh, Zach Lomax with a conversion and a penalty goal. Cowboys, this was a bit of a fucking solid training run, I think, to sharpen up their attack, which is probably did them well after a poor performance last week's by the last week by the standards they've set this year. Um, I thought they were really good. The Cowboys um, mm. played some really, really nice direct attack, and um, Nanai took another step for mine. His um, his footwork at the line. He, he scored. You know, we scored a try and, and also set up one for drink water with a with fucking beautiful right foot step for a big, big guy and then showed explosive pace to, to get past his man and and put drink water away. And um, drink water himself, obviously growing in confidence and skill as a full fullback. And um, he's got this knack of following. And I don't know if it's always been in his game or he's just realised and capitalising on, on significant opportunity given the multitude of mobile forwards in that Cowboys pack with an offload in them. Um, yep. But he is just sniffing around constantly and, the you know, he's always there through the middle. Uh, we saw it, as I said, with the, the Nanai break. Um, but it's... It's an innate, you know, a, a really handy skill um, and an important one for a fullback. And um, he's doing it as well as any fullback in the competition at the moment. And it shows in the results for the Cowboys. He had a great game. Yeah. I think you hit the nail on the head there, Glennie, when you said the, the multitude of Cowboys forwards mm. that, you know, that have these these skills. Like Tom Alolo's been, been... Did he end up getting charged? I hope not. But they looked like he was a bit of trouble for a shoulder charge there. Yeah, it was reported. I, I haven't heard if he's been charged I, yet. Yeah, I didn't notice anything on the on the list um, about him getting charged. But it was, you know, you remember back to the days where it was like, okay, well, Tom Malolo's been put on report. Holy shit, that's the next three weeks. Yeah, they're fucked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like now, it, he's such a fucking asset to that club now, more so that he has more support. Early plea, oh, yeah. $3,000 fine. There you yeah, go. Okay. Fucking so, yeah. Beautiful. The system works. <laughs> um, yeah. But 
they've, they've done really well in building a complementary forward pack. Yeah, he he is still an outlier given his oh, extreme level of size and skill and ability. Yeah. But yeah. when you when you put Cotter and Nanai and and obviously Lukey's out hurt, but he's yeah. another one. Um, fucking Hess and fuck the other big fellow who scored under the sticks. I can't remember his name. 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 Yeah. Um, they've all they've all got a bit of footwork. They've all got great size. They all play big minutes. They're yep. mobile and just have that ability to get their hands free and and drink water. Not only is he quick, but he's a smart football, footballer and puts himself but also support players that are also pushing up through the middle because that's, you know, you've got guys like Holmes and, and, and those guys in the side as well also pushing up. They, I think it probably just comes down. They're just fucking well coached. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I mean, there's been those growing pains. Their strengths, so. We had those growing pains with uh, with Tamalolo looking like he was you know, out of favour or you know mm-hmm. whatever was going on. But his the evolution of his game from being a, a, a battering ram for you know 250 metres a game to the kind of ball playing that he's introduced, like that try to name that you yeah. mentioned. Yeah, like I mean, that was off a beautiful ball, Tamalolo. Yeah, where people are expecting him to go to the battering ram and just soft hands. And you know, a good line from Neem, yeah. and he's in under the sticks. So, yeah, and that makes him far more dangerous because then he becomes a threat. Like where because he can he still could, run for two hundred. He could, games. he could, he could yeah. rumble over you. Yeah. But if you're fucking ready, if you're if you're planted, ready to try and stop him rumbling over you, and then he can pop a nice ball out to to the next guy down the line. Mm-mm. I mean, it's fucking dangerous. Yeah, and yeah. I think it's not only is it obviously an evolution of the Cowboys, but it's it's it's. And you see some of it with the, the way, and, and Penrith probably set the standard for it. But um, you'd say in their side, Fish is probably a bit of a somewhat of a throwback, but he's still capable of playing big big minutes, and he's is extremely athletic. So, um, but just those guys, it's it's not the it's not quite the massive humans like a a Nelson type yeah. mold. They're, they're just a lot more. Um, compact and, and mobile, and it's fucking effective for the Cowboys when they get it right. Yeah, spot on. Yep. And the, the one thing I would say is, I mean, like, I'd hate to, to give any you know, any comfort to a Dragons fan. Because fuck them. Like, yeah, I mean, like, that game was 10-8, and they were they were balls deep in that game for probably, what, 65 yeah. minutes? Yeah, Like, a long fucking time. I mean, the second half was an arm wrestle for quite some time. Not the first um, time we've said that about the Dragons this season, yeah. though, where yeah. they've just completely collapsed in the last... 15 to 20 minutes of a game yeah. and, and the score's, score's blown out. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Which is no more than their cunt fan base deserves. What do you, where, where do you see the Dragons next year? Like, is Benny Hunt's still dropping hints that, oh, you know, the the, the reunion with Wayne up at Redcliffe's, the... I t- I, I, can I tell you? I would fucking love to see it. Mm. I really would. Um... Whether it happens though, no sarcasm. Question. No sarcasm. Well, no, yeah. no. I'd fucking love it. I think that's like the next, the next level in the, the next step in his redemption. Yeah, yeah. Back with Wayne and presumably partnering, you know, Milford in the halves. Yeah, and maybe they can try and you know get some back on what mm-hmm. they lost. Mm. Yep. 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 Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly, whatever Ben Hunt does next, I'll back it. He's he's proven himself um, with this dragon side and. We've said it time and time again this year. 
um, the times where he's legitimately played a fucking lone hand and kept them in games and, and won them games. Yeah. Um, so, you know. It, he, it he is sad. It. It's sad that there's not re- there's not a club who's a halfback. Oh, maybe Canberra. Yeah, Canberra would be ideal because that's the one thing they need. And he gets him over. Yeah, he gets him over the hump. You know, yeah. um, or you know, fucking hell, South Sydney. Yeah, um, mm. you know, there's you know, say there's not any, and there's two prime fucking candidates. Um, with, when when there was talk about how overvalued yeah you know, his contract was in in his early time at the Dragons, now he could walk into the, those two clubs you mentioned and be worth every fucking cent and more. Yeah, that's it. And and fucking good on him for you know wanting to go and help build a, a foundation club. Yeah, but. But yeah, fuck. If he was a ring chaser, yeah, I would be on the phone to South Sydney, saying, "Fucking back end me as much as you want. Do anything you want. Yep. Let Let's get a fucking ring together. A spine yep. of Mitchell Walker, Hunt, and Cook. Yeah, P- yeah. please. Fucking hell, please. Yep. Yeah, and it's it's not like South have got you know Mitchell would be on on big money, um, but surely they'd have something to spend after letting. Uh, Reynolds go. Yeah, I mean, they, had to, they have to upgrade some boys, but I mean, surely nothing to that kind of level. Nah, fuck, that'd be a fucking scary proposition. Jesus mm. fucking, yeah, edit that bit out. Don't give those dumb fucks any idea because they won't think of it themselves. <laughs> Jordan, All right, socials said dragons let Robson go and ended up with McCulloch. I think the cows won that battle. Yeah, you reckon? <laughs> fucking hell, uh, Ross. Looks like Jack Bird has kept his Broncos free McDonald's cart. Yes, he has. Uh, Jordan, happy to provide Mars bars if you need them, Dragons fans. <laughs> Philip said, I've carved the likeness of Anthony Griffin into my frozen Mars bar. I'll be leaving it in my ass to melt. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. So that's it, fellas. That was, uh, that was round 20. And we'll be back on Wednesday night to uh, run through round 21. Very interesting. The, the landscape has changed a little bit over the, just due to the fact that, you know, like Panthers lost both their halves. So what's going to happen in the games leading up to the finals for them? Yeah, fuck yeah. Mos- Moses is injured for a couple of weeks at least, they say. I mean, is that, enough to, is that enough to tip Parramatta? Like, wait, like they could literally go out of the eight. Mm. Yeah, do I, hang, um, on. hang on. Do we want, have we got time for a quick ladder predictor? Yeah, you can do it. I, um, I, I did one today, and, I, and Parramatta can go as low as 10th. Like, were you being like fuck para or no? No, I was not being fuck para. Yeah, I was, okay. I, I was being, I was being, you know, pro manly. But then, then I went once they were secured in the eight. Then I went back and yeah, you know, see, gave, there's and, your fuck. No, no. But then I went back and gave them some <laughs> losses as well, just to see how many losses they could sustain out of the next five games, and they don't have to win all of them. Right. Yeah. Um, so this week, um, Roosters Broncos. I'm going to say Broncos. So am I. Storm Titans. Obviously, Storm. This is a big one. Manly, Parramatta. Yeah, I think Manly are specials. Glenn, Manly, Parramatta. Fucking specials. Yeah, I'll say Manly. No Moses, okay. and then gonna, they're going to fucking rattle Gutho. South Warriors. South. South, easily. Panthers, Raiders. Panthers. <laughs> Panthers. Let's go to NRL Chaos and give it to the Raiders. Yeah. All right. All right. Like it's it's not in it's not a country game Just where we. This means we don't. I still I, st- I we still don't think have it's to a game. on Wednesday night now. Or? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, it's spoilers. <laughs> this minute in league, it's back. Exactly. <laughs> it's 2020 cricket. 
Um, sharks, dragons. Sharks. Yeah, sharks. Cows. 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 Tigers, knights. Tigs. Tigers by the heaps. All right. Uh, Panthers, storm. Storm. Yeah. It doesn't, doesn't matter, honestly. It's one Warriors. of those inconsequential games for the eight composition. Yeah. yeah, yeah sorry, go ahead. There. Warriors, dogs. Dogs. Eels, rabbits. 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 Roosters, cows. 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 Tigers, sharks. Tigers. Sharks. Fuck off, Glenn. <laughs> Knights, Broncos. Sorry, Broncos, Knights. Broncos. Broncos. Raiders, Dragons. Raiders. Raiders. Titans, Manly. 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 A, forward, a for and against fucking surplus game, too. Yeah. Um, Souths, Penrith. Penrith. Cowboys Warriors. Cowboys. Yeah. Bron- Broncos Storm. Storm. Yeah, Storm. At Suncorp. Storm. Okay. Parramatta Bulldogs. See, that's see, this is one this is where that's, it gets yeah. tough. Like, para, like the, the, bull, the, bull, the Bulldogs fucking slaughtered them last time and they may not yeah. have Mitch Moses this time. Mm. Yeah. So this is one where like this is one that I probably for chaos gave it to the doggies. Yep. Because they because they beat him by fucking forty last time. Okay. Mm. Manly Sharks. Yeah, Manly. Sharks. Sharks. Manly can lose one though, and I did give him this one as a loss. Um Roosters Tigers. Tigers. Fuck off. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Come on, we're being serious now, man. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> you like that kid playing fucking backyard crew? I can't get out first ball. <laughs> Fuck off, Gun. He asked me a question, I gave you an answer, let's move on. Well, one hand, one bounce. <laughs> <laughs> Stop, bludge- Stop bludgeoning that fucking big mouth cunt with a cricket bat. Tigers dubs are the one hand, one bounce of the NRL. The West Tigers are the bell in the ball of rugby league. There you go. Jot that one down. One hand, one bounce. Um, Dragons, Titans. Dragons. Dragons. Knights, Raiders. Raiders. Uh, Broncos, Para. At Suncorp. Broncos. Broncos. Penrith Warriors. Panthers easy. Storm Roosters. Storm. Raiders Manly. Raiders. Manly. I got Raiders on that one. Yeah, I got Raiders. Fuck out of here, idiots. Um, Sharks and Bulldogs. Mate, we're trying to be fucking serious here, mate. Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, this isn't a fucking make-a-wish thing. <laughs> uh, rabbit, losing rabbits, cow- season, rabbits Cowboys. So- Rabbits at home. Where? At the call. They have won most of their games away, though, too. Yeah. Now, at, the, at this stage, uh, Souths are playing for a top four. Yeah, I, I reckon Cowboys still. Okay. What do you reckon, Glenn? Souths. Okay. Uh, Tigers, Dragons? Tigers. Mate. It doesn't matter, but that Dragons. Fucking, okay. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> you, you, know, you know we're just we're hypothesizing here it's not like we're the fucking the gods creating the fucking world why are you getting why are you getting why are you getting emotional about science glennie jesus you fucking just, christ you just did exactly the same thing okay, again so last, a round before last round now here's the thing at this stage Parramatta are sitting ninth yeah see 
And so it, does, it doesn't take a lot of gymnastics to make them out of the eight. That's what yeah. I'm saying. Well, and then let's we yeah. haven't gone into round 25 yet because they got the storm. This, yeah, <laughs> exactly. So exactly. Exactly. This is, this is round 25, and they get Melbourne. Mm. Now they yeah. are at home. So this is their oh yeah big game. If they win first game away game, from Amy Park for the storm, so hell I'll adapt fuck, to that. If they win, if they win, do they have to win that to finish eight? Then uh, they may not. They I don't think they get back in even if they win it. No, if they win, they're eight. And even if Manly beat the Bulldogs, Parramatta stay in the eight. Yeah, but that's because you haven't got Manly smashing the fucking Raiders in there, like what's actually going to happen in real life. Um, well, okay, well then we'll put in that fucking the Bulldogs smash you. If we smash the Raiders, we smash the Bulldogs. We're actually going to end the fucking Mick Potter coaching. We're going to coach kill Mick Potter. Coach killers, fucking Uh, killing the cats. Roosters, rabbits. This is deep pool. (laughs) Rabbits. (laughs) Uh, Warriors Titans in New Zealand. Warriors. Titan Spoon locked in. Dragons Broncos. No. That's a, night, that's a night spoon. Oh, really? Yeah. Well deserved. So Dragons Broncos. 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 Yeah, Broncos. Cowboys Panthers. Cowboys. Probably Cowboys given the, yeah. Knights Sharks. Sharks. Yeah, Sharks. That's the issue. So if the, Knight, if the Knights win that, Titan Spoon. Um, is that just for and against, or is that actually points on the ladder for those two? Now, give, we haven't taken for and against into this. Is just straight. It just puts yeah. 12, 12 points on the winner. That's it. No, but the, no, no, so that's what I mean. Though, do they have the same amount of points uh, on the ladder? Yes, they do. Yeah, they okay. do. Right, but the, cool. the Knights for and against is negative three hundred and fifty-eight. Oof. Mm. So, um, what's the Titans for negative for and against? Negative two seventy. Oh, so Manly put fifty on them, and they got there a good chance of the spoon. So, um, nice. So the the Tigers are a game; they're a game clear of the the spoon. Oh, and also the Tigers don't forget the Tigers will get those two points back too. When fucking Pasco goes to fucking town, gets his briefcase, and then uh, takes it up to the office of Mister Volandis, and throws a fucking just like <laughs> throws a lawsuit on him. He says, "You've been served, Pete." Here's a show bag. <laughs> Here's a show bag. Spoiler, it's full of legal documents. <laughs> and a birdie beetle. <laughs> and, a, and, a, and a signed Benji and Sheenia's jersey. <laughs> Hang on, you didn't you didn't get to the last game of the last round. What was that? Tigers Raiders. Yeah, I did. I said Tigers Raiders. Ah, we Tigers. said Raiders. Yeah, obviously Raiders, right? Fuck yeah. it, dude. I mean the right last get last round of the season. Of course, the Raiders are going to win by fucking sixty. That's the way so that, it always happens. So that make, that makes you top four. Now again, remember we've given Parramatta this one, so they're in the eight. If if they win the last round, they're in the eight. If they don't, then Manly are in the eight. And it's actually like a tough ask for them too. Well, yeah, it's Melbourne. Yeah, you know, not 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 at Amy Park, but they have so. a tough run home without their halfback for a number of those games. Which, fuck, and this is closer than I fucking thought it would be. Penrith get the minor premiership on for and against. They would have to well, we'd have to lose every fucking game then with Cleary out to get that bad. Oh, well, we've had them lost we three took or a, four. Yeah, we took yeah. a few of them. Yeah. They'll probably yeah, be right. Fuck. Yeah, I think I'm, yeah, I thought I picked them every time. Um, I, think, I think I picked against them once. I think it was the Cowboys at the end. No, nah, so the, the, cow, the Cowboys we've got beating them. Souths we've got beating them. Yeah, see, I don't think about. I don't think South's beating them. 
Oh, that's Glenn. That's, that, that's Glennie on some bullshit. Yeah, but that okay. That time, <laughs> that time of year, you know, South got beaten in the grand final last year. We had Melbourne beating them. Yeah, yeah. You know, so um, it's it's not fucking locked in. But well, this uh, is the thing. None of the none of these things that we've just said now are going to matter because there's going to be some fucking chaos somewhere that we don't expect. Yeah, that's going to you know throw the whole thing up. But it's Panthers, Sharks, Storm, Cowboys. Rabbits, Broncos, Raiders, Manly. Nice. There you go. Um, in saying that, the gambling side of things, Parramatta are paying a dollar fifteen for a top eight finish. Manly are paying five dollars for a top eight finish. Fuck. Oof. That'll change after this weekend. So but get in now if you want to fucking reap the rewards. Yes. There you go. Better than Bitcoin. How's that? Two episodes in one. Cut this bit off and release it Wednesday. We're fucking done. Are um, are the seven coming back this week? Yes, yes they are. Oh, we'll, we'll talk about that shit in the news too. But it's yeah. so Dean, Dean Ritchie's such a fucking idiot. Like he said um, today, like oh, you know the Manly players have fucking had a meeting without the coaching staff, blah, to smooth shit over. No cunt, they have fucking a breakfast or a lunch every fucking week without the coaching staff. It's called fucking team bonding, and they do it every fucking week and have done it every fucking week. It's just fucking ridiculous. Oh, it, man, I'm like that fucking thing I texted you guys yesterday. Um, so, you know, there is a clause in Des Hasler's contract. Well, it's an extension that he, that he agreed to earlier in this the, earlier this season. There's a clause that says if they make the finals, he gets an auto extension. Yeah. Right? And what what it also means is it's not if you don't make the finals you don't we're get, going yeah. to punch you. It means and like if, and, if I, and I heard f- on the radio I heard on the radio like literally that that morning before you even sent that over with Penn saying like Desi's got the job as long as he wants it. Yeah, you know, like it's fucking just so that that's fucking usual business though. If these criteria yeah. met, then this triggers this and that goes on. Exactly. If they're not met, then all of a sudden we need to sit down, reevaluate where we are. And hopefully we're able to continue. But we just need to have that conversation before we do. Yeah, exactly. So, fucking hell. Anyway. Fuck me, it's a long one. That's it for Turbo. Let's say 483. Thanks for listening. As always, if you'd like to support the show, consider becoming a patron at patreon.com forward slash Twill Nation. Get in there. And uh, I don't have my email open at the moment, so I'll give a shout out to uh, a bunch of new members on Wednesday night. But uh, we appreciate each and every one of you. And uh, thanks so much for the support. Uh, and if you've got nothing else to add, boys, we will pull the pin and pick this up again on Wednesday. Let's go. See ya. Later. catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 